I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. go time with jane james doesn't look like it's jane james it's go time um that is just the covid vaccine fog wearing off uh, two days removed from the shot and i actually feel like myself again yeah um, congratulations oh you you had some side effects oh yeah nothing major oh, really tired achiness nothing nothing too drastic bad headache so but, i think uh, it's, you're just getting old I, all those symptoms sound like you're just an old man i am an old man come on 35 <laughs> Whew. <laughs> getting up in age but anyway this episode is a awesome episode we got planned it is because today we're, we're recording this on wednesday but you the listeners are listening to this on thursday hopefully and that means it's day one of the 17 day long nfl draft it feels like um i'm not a fan of the new draft style i don't like it takes like eight days for the draft to happen um I miss it. Yeah, so what, what is in, what is the format? I know it's month, it's day uh, thir- one four days. Yeah, it's day one is ground one. Then day two, I think is just round two and three, and yeah. I think four, five, six, and seven are all on Saturday. Oh, and that's it. That's it. It used to be only Monday, uh, 
Saturday, Sunday was the draft. Oh, just over the weekend. Yeah, because well, what and I the do draft remember used to be at like at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, like it was like a midday thing on a Saturday. Right, and I remember on Saturday, like I I could go into a story with me and my dad going to uh, a Chicopee pub. What you know to grab some food? I think my mom had like a baby shower. Something was going on on draft day. My dad and I and all the other guys part of that group went to the bar. And at at that time, I was like fourteen or fifteen. Like, but I just remembered at that time it was fifteen minutes before in between picks. It was awful because and then whatever team at that point I was rooting for couldn't even. Couldn't even tell you, <laughs> to be honest with you. And uh, God forbid it was like way in the back of the round. Usually I was probably following a player from college because I was more into that and seeing where they would go in the NFL rather than what my team, because probably at that age, 14, I probably didn't have, I was, I was probably a vagabond. I didn't have a team <laughs> at that age. Yeah. No, I remember watching... Um, um, uh, I, I just thought it was one of those, um, you know, events. And I remember watching at Red Rose one week year and stuff like that, and just being a long and arduous process. Um, and I don't remember that. Then they kicked it out to like Friday, and it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. There was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm like, I know the NFL wants to be like the main news cycle for all 365 days. Yeah. But like the draft shouldn't take more than like two days. Well, yeah, now it's for all the media and for people to talk about right during the picks. Like at least it went from 15 minutes in between picks. I think it's only what five now. No, I think the first round is 10. I think the first, second and third rounds are all like 10 minutes. And then the four through seven are like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, 15 well, wait- minutes is ridiculous. Especially the first round. Like, you know who you're taking in the first round, like yeah, especially the top that is- 10. Well, they, the NFL does that for commercial rights. They're selling commercials, and that that's exactly what they were trying to do to lengthen that out. Picks were in. Picks have been in. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't think there's any any you know, especially for the top three in every draft. God, it got to be in. Oh yeah. So trust me, you you the our faithful listeners um, are going to hear our fantastic drafting ideas uh, in discussion while resulting in for who do we think. The first couple picks are going to go to where do you think these quarterbacks are going to land when the Patriots draft out of the first round, because God forbid, they know, we know we're going to do that. Um, And then like what the expectation is in going to the draft. So let's start there, Jay. Um, You know, we're we're definitely gonna talk a lot about our home team, the Patriots, because that's who we have the most interest in and seeing what they're Mm going to do. And the Patriots have been involved in a lot of conversation. A lot of mock drafts have them doing a lot of different things from either moving up to picks eight through 10 to try to get a quarterback uh, them staying at 15 and drafting a quarterback, defensive lineman, defensive end, um, or even, or wide receiver, or them dra- drafting out of the first round or drafting into late rounds um, to kind of bolster some of the picks, um, you know, to bolster their second, third, fourth round picks, which they love doing because they don't have to pay the players, um, but also trying to replace that third round pick from the Bengal gate from, because God forbid they love recording other people's sidelines. <laughs> um, so they lost a third round pick. So I know they they would they would like to get that back because I think I heard there th- there's like 50 picks between their second round pick and their third pick and another one of the other picks in the third round. There's mm-hmm. 50 some odd picks, and they, they don't like being that far out of drafting because so many players can go in that that span, um, and they have no movement to do it. Now, so. What do you have the list in front of the? I mean, we don't have to jump into the Patriots right now, but I don't know how many picks they have this year or where they actually land. All I know is 15 because I really think that's the only one I care about. <laughs> the other ones, I'm sure, are just going to be guys that, you know, even in the second or third round, I'm not really going to know. I'll be honest with you. All right. So the Patriots have 15, mm-hmm. 46, 96. 120, 122, 139, 177, 188, 197, and 242. So it sounded like they had like three in the fourth round. They have, they have 10 picks, and they have ten. three in the fourth round and two in the sixth round. 
and they and they have one in the third round, but that is, and that's the Brady compens uh, compensatory pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I derailed that. So with that out of the way, where do you want to go? You said top three picks. You want to start? No, not, no, I want to talk or go right no, into what's it, your, talk. What is your expectation? What do you, th- what do you think the Patriots are going to do? Um, especially with 15, it's the highest draft pick they've had since 2000. And I think it was like 2008. Cause they, mm-hmm. they had a high pick for a trade and that's where they got, I think that's the, yeah, I think 15 is the highest they've had since 08. Um, like what, what, what's your expectation, um, for the draft for the Patriots first round. Uh, so if we stay at 15, all right, let's start there. If we stay at 15, I wouldn't be surprised if it's another O lineman. I think our defense have been bolstered up. I think we have depth and I also think we have secondary and a running back. And if it's another receiver, I, I quit because <laughs> like, it's just, we haven't done well there in years and Belichick has a track record and I, and you have to go on history in that manner. Just be like, but there, there are a lot of receivers and I understand, but I guess I'm all set with taking a receiver in our first round pick. I would don't mind if it's one of our fourths, that's fine. You know, like go ahead and grab one later. Uh, but an o- offensive lineman, I guess I'm not too, uh, upset about in the long run. Um, well, what about, well, uh, what if it's that wide receiver from Alabama that drops to a 15? Yeah, I would like to think he would be a wonderful man. As far as w- what I know about Devontae Smith is that he is a football savant. And I think that would really play well in New England. And I think the New England fan base can get around that and have this great receiver to follow for a number of years. I think it would be great, but again, not a great track record. I mean, it, now it's more of circumstance where it's like, What's going to happen to Devonte? <laughs> you know, like what? You know, what? What bad karma is then going to happen after that? He might be the greatest, the best pick at that point, but, and I think he's a great piece to New England, as far as just his IQ, his knowledge, the way he runs routes. I mean, and I mean, you can't you can't get away from Nick Stave in in the ear of Bill Belichick, vice versa. So, is that something that's worth its weight in gold? I'm not sure. And based on track record, I'm not I'm not keen on it at all. I guess is my opinion. I like the guy. I, wherever he goes, I'm going to follow him, and I might draft him in my fantasy. But uh, so I, I have that much high value for him. But as far as New England goes, I don't know. I just it's it's either going to be a karma thing, or it's just not going to work out. Um, where O line, I'm I'm okay with because that that could be an okay player. But again, if there's a QB, and I don't know which one that is, if because it, 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 based on some mocks that I've seen too, there's not anybody drifting to 15 that is going to be like that's worth that pick right i mean oh yeah i feel I like mean, i feel like mac jones was a big topic and now he's he's slated to go top five so it's like wow you know like, yeah and like is uh, trey lance going to be if he moves to denver later in the 10 you know around eight or nine that's not uh, great either so it's like what's left what is going to be left and i don't know if that's the guy we want right well here's the interesting about this and you know, and again, I'm going to, you know, because I do listen to the sports talk and some of the stuff they do bring up is interesting. And this kind of came across as a, uh, a possibility um, from, I think Mike Florio brought it up um, as well as like uh, Greg Bedard, um, a Boston sports journal. He stated that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of analysts still think Garoppolo is getting traded to the Patriots. And if the Patriots were to say trade their second round draft pick, to get Garoppolo from San Francisco after they draft Mac Jones or whoever, but then you go ahead and, you know, try to get like a Devonte Smith to offset that, uh, that, that speed, that, that, that IQ you were saying on the team, would you consider that a good, tra- a good draft for the first two runs? You get Jimmy Garoppolo back for the 45th and you get one of the top receivers in the, in the game without losing that first round draft pick. Is that what Garoppolo is worth right now is a, is a 45, 45th pick. I mean, it boils down to a San Francisco owes them no money until day one until the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. So they don't owe them a single dime. It's all real money that becomes guaranteed uh, day one of the uh, week one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, if you're going after Mac Jones, say, 
because again, they have they have San Francisco taking Mac Jones in almost every mock draft up up until today. I'm on ESPN and the the mock draft the mock draft the mock draft for today still has Mac Jones um, mm-hmm. in number three. But again, which makes, he is, which makes sense. That's fine. I mean, that's it. All makes sense. But I mean, you uh, traded you traded him for like the forty fifth pick. You know, he is you know Belichick's guy, and you know he has a no trade clause. So he can definitely steer the conversation to a team he wants. I just don't think San Francisco is going to pay him $25 million to ride the bench. Well, and, and, and again, I don't know. You, you listen to these guys and you made a comment about who Garoppolo's agent is also. And I don't know. Has he come out and said, yes, I, I want to go to New England? Like, because he has a trade clause. So no, true. But, that but, even, but are these tangible things or is this just sports talk talking? Well, no, I mean, I, I mean, Mark, Mike Florio is a, a, uh, football insider, so isn't Greg Bedard. That they, they know more about football in their ring finger than we will ever know in our lifetime. As Greg Bedard works for worked for Sports Illustrated, and now he has his own like sports brand. And Mike Florio is from Pro Football Talk, like Pro Football Weekly. So these guys are interconnected to people. But even mm-hmm. some of the comments that you know, uh, um, San Francisco said is like, I don't know who's going to be here on Sunday, regardless who's going to trade or not. So I still think they're trying to trade Garoppolo because I don't think they want to pay $25 million. Yeah. And San Francisco has yeah. wants to. Okay. So where's Jimmy at in this? He has well, the whole, he holds the wild card. Well, it's either that or he just gets outright released. So if I'm San Francisco, I'm going to try to get something. Um, uh, I'm going to try to get something in return for him. Um, yeah. I guess it would be better. Cause who, who is it? Oh, it was, um, Russell Wilson actually actually put out a list of years of the five teams. I think it was all for fodder, but oh, yeah. has Garoppolo done that? Because they have the, the same clause. I don't think Garoppolo is going to do anything. I think it's going to be very much behind the scenes, and they're going to come up to him being like, hey, you know, because the rumor is New Orleans New Orleans want, is, might want to trade for him as well as Chicago. Sure. Um, but again, they're going to come to being like, hey, this is the offer. You know, these are the three teams we're negotiating with. Who would you want to go to? And again, hold the gun to the San Francisco's head. Because like I said, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and this is where it comes down to money, is if if Garoppolo wants to be in New England, he's going to go to New England. If he wants to be in New Orleans, he's going to be in New Orleans. We all know that. And he holds, like you said, he he holds the key. But at the end of the day, it's either, because San Francisco will be like, then we're releasing you. Like, then you have to go, then you're a free, you, you know, you're, you're on whoever wants you, which is fine. Get your own contract. Mm-hmm. But for San Francisco, I think they're doing anything in their power to trade it. And again, this is the guy that Belichick gushed over the day after he traded and supposedly is still in contact with. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't think Bill's like, come back here. We look, look at all the tools we got. We just up, you know, we got all these new tight ends, you know, we're going to, you know, especially too, if they say, again, if it's a second round draft pick, say the 15th round draft pick isn't the 15th pick isn't involved. You don't have to make that deal on the first day. See where the chips lay after the first day. Call up San Francisco, being like, "You got your quarterback. Like, we want Jimmy, and then get Jimmy in the you know. And if Jimmy signs off on it, get him in the building. Then you have yeah, up to week one. Big if. I, hey, I think that's an if. That's a huge. Oh, it's a huge if. word there. Yeah, it's a huge so that's if. The key it's, word. it's it's all a lying. This again. This is you know what some pundits call a lying season. Everybody's lying. Everybody's lying who they're taking. Everybody's lying about the trade offers. It's all speculation until the day it comes. But like I said, you know, I can I can verbally see them being like, nothing happens on the first day with anybody. I think San Francisco's locked in that spot. And I and I don't think New England's, you know, and the only move I think New England's gonna do, trading picks, is either gonna move up. I actually no, I don't think they're gonna move up at all. They're gonna move back or out of the first round. I don't think I don't I don't think they're staying at fifteen. And if they move out of this first round to get what more twos, more threes, more twos, get a couple more threes, or like I said, like you know, even or maybe get a first for next year. Who knows? Like, you know, it depends. Like, it's you know, th- 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 there are so many players. You know, th- this is what I think. This is a deep ish draft, right? Hmm. Like that's an ish. It's like an ish draft. Like there's good players. You know, we all know who the top three are going to be. I mean, I you, I think we can all basically say who the top three picks are going to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I. Th- so what? So what I've heard, right? So kind of in, this, in the same boat, right? After 15, there's a there's a drop. 
So I don't know why. If that's really a thing, I don't know why Patriots would not pick then. Because you're you're dropping after that. Now, if there's a QB left at 15, you know, I just looked at the mocks, which are literally, I'm sorry for all you mock people, you're you're weathermen for a day. Because you're all fucking wrong. Let's let's not be serious. Aaron Rodgers is supposed to go in the top five. He dropped, what, to 20 what? Right. Because some team's going to go rogue, and then everyone's going to get freaked out. I mean, with how bad NF that draft day movie was, some of what happens, it, it makes sense. Like, people I've freak never out. Watched and then, that. I've never watched that movie. Never watched I'm, it? No. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it tomorrow for sure. I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love Kevin Costner. It's so farce, but it's like so fun. And man. it's the it's, Browns too. And you're like, oh, the Browns. Yeah, because it's it's a team I don't really root for. Anyway, so in my opinion, if let's say Justin Fields, like, because after 15, there isn't a quarterback that is next on the list until Trask, which is like trending at like pick 40. But here's the thing. So Trask why wouldn't the Patriots is... take that? Well, and that... why wouldn't they take it? Because oh, there's no, no other team that needs it. So it's like you it's we do and somebody else have been linked to the Patriots so that they have, they're high on in like the second round. Yeah. 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 But again, it's one of those things where, you know, and, and then it boils down to, again, it goes to comments that Kraft said that, well, Bill's going to be more collaborative in the draft room. So does that mean I don't know, that's a good thing? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. And this is like, you know, do you want Bill keep drafting really bad wide receivers? Yeah, and that's why Devontae Smith loved the guy. I, I just don't know. I, I don't love our track record. Harry? He's going to come up to Boston, and uh, it, it ain't going to be great. Like, he's going to he's gonna sprain his ankle I mean, on the cobblestone. I don't exactly. know. Like, well, I was going to say, I mean, because, you know, the, the Nikhil Harry pick. <laughs> that Sony Michelle pick. fantastic tight end, but we have him yeah. for a receiver. <laughs> Sony Michelle, Isaiah Wynn. Our track record in the first round isn't been fantastic. Like, and again, these are all offensive players, and that's the concern. Right. So with my example with Isaiah Wynn, he is a great player. He is. He just can't stay on the field. Nope. That's Shane my Michelle's... fear with Devontae Smith. Yeah. <laughs> like we we draft him and he won't be able to stay on the field. And then uh, it's like great. We wasted 15. So 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 you After... think the Patriots are gonna stay at 15? You think they're actually gonna draft at 15? Yeah, I, and I, you know, if there's a quarterback that's available, I think that's that's okay. The only spot to go to, in All my right. opinion, you know, again, this is my opinion. This is what I want them to do. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, and again, like, I, and and here, you know, here I am. I'm glad you, somebody on this podcast, listens to that radio stuff because I don't. It's more like I look at it from where I sit, and I ain't the GM, but I'm like, I think a QB would be good for what your pieces, the pieces you're putting together, right? You know what I see on paper. And you have Cam as this total insurance plan, like as fucking cheap on the bench guy, and or to help a guy like Justin Fields. Sounds great to me. He can be a mentor. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um yeah, no, but like like you know, in 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 you know, Felgram has do the joke of draft draft talk is useless talk. And so their whole thing is they throw markers at a book. Basically yeah. being like, you know, the, you know, and, and they, they actually hit on fucking shit by throwing a marker at the board. They actually pick a lot of, like they've hit like 10 years in a row. They've hit a draft pick by throwing markers. One on pick out board. of seven rounds. Yeah. But no, they, they, they pick Nikhil Harry, Jimmy Garoppolo, Isaiah Wynn, uh, Joe, 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 Williams. Like they pick high up. I literally throw a marker because like that, that's the joke is all this draft talk is useless. It is so fucking useless. So you guys listen to this podcast. At the end of the day, this is a useless fucking podcast. This is just us talking. Because what happens tonight during round one? Who the, Jacksonville could fucking be like we're trading the first round pick to fucking New Orleans for 17 first round draft packs for the next 10 years. Like, you know, anything can happen. Like you said, that one rogue team could screw up everything for everybody. Which would be, or there's going to be some story that leaks tonight, and it's going to change everything. Trevor Lawrence is a Ku Klux a KKK member, like you know, or like smokes pot, and they're like, oh no, like I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, I would expect them to not be like a surfer guy from like Southern California, but like you know, you're right. Like didn't that happen a couple years ago? The guy had like the bong like mask with like the bong on it and his yeah. stock just dropped from like a top five pick to like the second round. Yeah. I 
He I was an offensive who... lineman. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, and he, he just plummeted. Oh, uh, yeah, he went to Miami. Oh, and then yeah. got traded to Houston, and I think he... Where is he, in Houston now? I think he's in Houston Tins- or Tinsdale, Tinsdale. Tinsdale. Yeah, something like that. But like, Tunsil. but you're right. Tunsil. Sorry, Tunsil. Yeah. Anything can happen on draft day. So, so anything comes out. And I remember that that leak, and they were like, oh, is people going to walk away? Are they scared of this now? And I remember him just dropped. Because I remember it was like best available on Kuiper's board. It was like everybody else kept moving up except him at one point. Like they kept like he was the best available. And like it just no one was touching him. He was like radioactive for like a round. Now, with all the drafts that happen every, you know, four major sports, what is your favorite? Uh... I like hockey. No, because the hockey one has like seven to ten rounds. Baseball has like a thousand rounds. So whatever. And and the baseball draft is it's the baseball draft because a lot of you don't know any of you're drafting kids at like sixteen. You're like I I have no idea who this guy is. A lot of those teams, a lot of those players get redrafted like multiple times. They're all unique in their own way, right? Like, well, yeah, no, but like, but like you know, you can. I'll use my. uh, I I knew a guy at a cathedral, or now Pope Francis in Springfield. I went to school with. uh, and he got drafted by somebody. I think it was like the Reds right out of high school. And he elected to go to college for four years because it would have been equal to the amount of money. You know, he got a full ride to, to St. Mary's and then go to school. And then he re-entered the draft again and got drafted by like San Francisco mm-hmm. or like Cleveland or something like that. And like, then he got in the farm system and he was more developed and he actually made the show, you know, a couple different times uh matt Bar- not matt barnes but i think it was Bar- i think it was the matt barnes but not that matt barnes um yeah. uh but yeah no when it's just like you get redrafted like two or three times <laughs> because you just don't go when you get drafted you elect not to go you go to college instead or right. you wait you go to a Jap- japanese league and all that stuff and i think the team holds your rights for like two or three years and then they like they go bad they go bad but for me dude it's basketball even though basketball, the, the draft lottery is a rig beyond contempt, you know, two rounds, it's done in a night. It's done in like three hours mm-hmm. done. You're, you're, you're all set. Everything else, anything longer than like two rounds. Like, again, you're just like, all right, let's see what happens. But yeah, again, you have cause, to I think, cause I think the size of the NF uh, NBA is the smallest, right? So it makes oh. only two, like you said, two rounds. And even that statistically is a crapshoot in the lottery. 50% yeah. of those hit and 50 don't like it's that like, so we're here. We are, we have a 15th pick in my opinion. I would consider that kind of like we're in the upper echelon of this, but it could be, are we going to be on the 50% side of, Oh, that's not a well, good also, player. You got to remember too. It's you have a 53 man roster in football. You have a 15 man roster in basketball. So you have the same amount of teams, but your influx of players to fill those roles are larger. Yeah. So you so you can get away with two rounds in basketball compared to if you do two rounds in football. You know, you know how unbelievably deep the the free agent market would be for undrafted free agents. It would be fucking stupid. Like, you know, Tom yeah, Brady and all those agent. good players would want to go to a. Miami would be a hell of a football team. You know, Miami like, would be a you know, some Dallas team. or or L.A. Like all these, like you know, so football has got it right where they try to create that parity. They try, you know, with, the, with through the draft and also the football has the best pick ever, Mister Irrelevant. Like that's my favorite pick in all of the draft. It's the last pick of the draft, and you're literally your title is Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, I couldn't name one guy on that list ever. Nope. No, and, and like so I said, the title it, it, fits. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, you know, and, and this definitely kicks off the, the next phase of the NFL calendar, which is a lot of fun. You had free agency. Now you're going into the draft. Now you're doing mini camps, all that stuff, offseason workouts, the trading camps, and you get the season. And then don't forget on May 12th, woo, new schedule. We'll talk about that when it gets a little bit closer, too. Nice. But, you know, but, you know, for me, it's, you know, what do the Patriots need to address in this draft? Do you want them to get a quarterback? Do you want them to get a ready to go quarterback or quarterback that needs a little more fidgeting, like a clean slate, basically? Oh, yeah. Quarterback should definitely be on the list, whether it's the first pick or the second round pick, whatever. It it definitely needs to be rostered. Some QB needs to be coming in 
in that manner. Or if there's a trade involved, like you've mentioned, trade back. If you've mentioned some other names before in the past, I don't know, maybe it's Garoppolo. Maybe it's, what'd you say, Gardner, right? Once, you know, you have these other guys that actually have a track record that maybe Belichick likes better than a guy from college. And especially, don't forget, this last year at college was completely erratic, right? Well, some Trey teams Lance only played six games, play. some played less, some played more, some leagues didn't play at all. Some players didn't even play, opted out, and now they're going to the draft. That's why after 15, it is a literal crapshoot from there on out because they didn't have a full season, you know? So you're seeing players that could be film on them or whatever is a year old, <laughs> or they played one game, like just, you know, Trey Lance is that's kind of his detriment right now, right? It's like he played like one game his yeah. senior year or this last season. Basically. Uh yeah. and I mean, is that kind of gonna be a uh Carson Wentz at a North Dakota State 2.0? Or is he Trey Lance 1.0? Like he's a totally different breed guy. But hey, same school, same quarterback coach, same everything. Is it the same dude or not? Like again, a guy that I've heard registers are off the charts of his iq so and and uh you know he's a guy that i would love to track and be like man if he ever fell to us or we moved up for him i'd be super stoked about that justin fields i'm like is if he lands to us in 15 i would say take it right i've already you know already hit on that but o-line you can never go wrong depth depth on o-line i think we got depth on on defense like with all the moves that they made they really focused on that D line, the D ends, the, the, uh, linebacking core and our D backs are, you know, some of the best in the league. So, or is, is, is what's, um, Gilmore going to be trade bait to get another pick in the second round? Well, the, I don't know. Well, well, well that's another question I was going to ask is do you do you see a player being traded off the roster with a pick? like another pack. Yeah. Uh, uh, it would definitely be some bait for to move up a guy like Gilmore to move up the other way. So, so, so if the Patriots were, were going to move up, say, like, say, you know, Belichick's looking at the offers and he's like, I really want my guy at 10. You know, I want to get Trey Lance at, you know, right now, you know, Trey Lance is going at nine. You know, I want to get to eight. So I want to change with the, the Panthers. You know, what would you give him the 15 Gilmore in like a second round next year? You think that's something that they would take? Was that something that you'd be willing to get up to get Trey Lance? Who Denver? No, so so, so they have De Trey Lance going to Denver right now mm -hmm. at nine. So the Patriots realistically would have to trade to eight, which Carolina has, and rumor has it Carolina is trying to trade back. So would you trade your first round draft pick, fifteen mm -hmm. swap fifteen with eight, and then throw in Gilmore? to make sure the deal gets through to get Trey Lance. Without looking at the depth chart on our D on our D backs, I would say yes. I would agree in, in, in theory of, I think, I, I think very highly of Trey Lance, but again, small sample size in his senior year, one game. Uh, but again, he's registering off the charts in his IQ, very similar to Devontae Smith, but in the QB fashion. So, and I think that is a good fit for a guy like Belichick and Josh McDaniels, somebody who has got that savant, you know, that, and he's got all the talent and physics, physical abilities. Uh, but to move and Gilmore as a C, uh, you know, based on where he's at and his value, uh, not that he would be coming off injury of last season. It was a rough season for him. So I would say a hundred percent. Cause I, I believe we have young depth that could probably fill that spot and, it wouldn't be such a shutdown side anymore, but a little bit more zone coverage over there. And, you know, we lost Jason McCourty as well. So, um, which is, which is fine, but we still have JC Jackson. And I, I still think we have an Heron. We have other depth that I think can, that can solve that problem. Yeah. Or, and then, and then maybe in the third round or, or, or whatever that you're picking up at a young sea bat, you know, we're, we're taking the best guy off the board in, in that manner to create that secondary depth. So yes, I, would love that, to be honest with you. Because if we're trading up, it's it's got to be a QB. 
you know, it's gotta be that it can't be any other position. Cause that's, 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 that's bad value. Bad value. Yeah. You don't, you, yeah. You don't trade up for a non quarterback. That's, that's unheard of. Okay. All right. So let's kind of dissect a little bit of the draft as it stands right now. So we're going to kind of go through some picks and see what's going to happen and what do we think is what's going to happen. Um, so the first three picks, I mean, it looks like, you know, so your first three picks are Jacksonville, the jets and 49ers. God bless the jets for losing the first round draft pick by, you know, winning games. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, do you see any, do you see in any way in which any of those teams could throw a monkey wrench into the draft with those quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that are being projected to go to them? Or do you think those three picks are pretty much one, two, three? So I've heard the only monkey wrench I would see is San Francisco because I think there, what I've heard, there's a clash between management and Kyle Shanahan on what quarterback they want. I don't think it's hundred percent Mac Jones. I think there's somebody in the room that doesn't agree. So that's what I've heard. And so that would be the only rogue pick I could see. But you think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson one, two. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Trevor Lawrence not being at the draft? Uh, when he's the presumptive number one pick. Seems about right. I don't know. I I always felt that he was, he's, there's something I'll say it now a little off by him and that I've always thought about in college. I didn't follow Clemson. We do have a listener. I think uh, my friend, James uh, Whittemore, uh, if you're listening, great. He's a big Clemson alumni and he watches all their games and I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll correct me in my position, but I don't know. He always just seemed a little off. He doesn't seem, but I, but he's been so in my face for the last three years because of their winning. Is that why I've just, I'm already fatigued over him. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm okay with it. I want to see this guy, Zach Wilson. I never saw him play. And he's BYU and I hate BYU. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, but I'm interested in him. I'm very much interested in Zach Wilson. All right. Okay. And then you say, I like so- that pick. I, I like that going to the jets. Cause guess what? He's in our division. So if he's really that great, you know, sucks for us, but, uh, Hey, we, we get to see him twice a year. <laughs> so, um, and then what, so, so, and my question is too, like, wasn't Fields supposed to be number two? Like what, what happened to Justin Fields to make him drop to the point where he's left? He's, he's predicted to go number to the Patriots at 15. So I think what Bill Belichick did was he kind of set out a memo to all the, uh, all the analysts out there to, <laughs> produce these false rumors to throw everyone off the sny here so that he can pick them up at 15. <laughs> so, so he has had to trade up or down or anywhere and he'll just pick up fields and uh, we'll, we'll all be happy. No, I, I guess people don't like some of his mechanics and some of his decision-making, which has been debunked as on a couple of occasions, but I don't know the the talk is still out there. So the fact that people are, are questioning his abilities yet, I don't know. Did you watch that playoff game? He was, per, you know, the the good playoff game, not the one that he got crushed in, but uh, he was pretty phenomenal. So I saw it with my own two eyes. I was like, I don't know. He looks like he could play in the end. He looks better than Kyler Murray. That's that's what I'll say. I'll, I'll stay in my stat Mac flag in there. And Kyler Murray went one. That's my opinion. I think he's better, but I guess. All right. All right. So I know in, in, in kind of some of the other, the picks out there too, is, you know, there, there initially, I remember initially there was a chance that you would have had five quarterbacks go in the first 10 picks. Mm-hmm. Is that still an option? You know, because you still have teams who need a quarterback, like Denver still needs a quarterback. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that the Falcons need a quarterback. I think, I think Matt Ryan's days in Atlanta are numbered. I don't think he's going to, I think he has one more year left on his contract. Yeah. And they've just been new coach, right? Dan Quinn, new coach, new GM. So talk about a team that never recovered from a Super Bowl loss. So if you think about that, so if they draft, so if they're telling Matt Ryan, all right, you're swan song, this is it. You're going to start, or we got a guy that's going to replace you. Like he, we drafted him at number four. He's probably not going to start right away. He's going to probably sit, 
and eventually, I don't know, could he become tradable, you know, halfway through the season uh, to start the other guy and then really try to tank that season to gain more picks next year or a better first round pick next year and just really punt on the season because you have a young GM, you have a young coach who the team they didn't build was they're 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 inheriting this shit they're this mess um and julio's older i don't know he's in his 30s now so i don't know how which how, by how... the way every again rumors again lion season he's the, the falcons are listening to offers for picks for julio sure i mean I, I i guess i don't i don't argue so there's something happening there where i don't know you would think so now if you're Atlanta, put your Atlanta hat on right now. Yeah, I think you are in the same boat as us saying, yeah, I think we should draft the, the best available QB at four. Because <laughs> I think Matt Ryan's on the back nine of his career. And w- worst case is that we have a tradable asset, maybe. Or he's going in free agency and he rides off into the sunset. See you later. We're, we're going a different path next year. And then they just try to lose and get another good pick. So. Uh, but I do, if they do take, you know, some of these mocks, if they do take this guy, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, uh, it's pretty dynamic. The, they're, that's the thing. They're, 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 it's funny. On paper, they're a good team. I, I don't know what, what's, like you said, is it the Super Bowl three year hangover for them? Four year hangover? Five, five year, no, four five year. year hangover. Yeah. They, they just haven't been what, you know, and Matt Ryan's good. That's the, that's the craziness. That, that a guy that sells four, uh, throws 4,000 yards a year. I don't know what the hell, you know, why, why are they such losers? Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't get like, talk about a team that was on like the up and up and all of a sudden they're like, womp, womp. I think the most intriguing pick is the next pick number five with Cincinnati. Like which direction are they going to go to protect this, the asset they have? And one of the, they're going wide receiver, which I'm surprised by, but you know, the, the, the Bengals drafting a wide receiver is like, you know, the Raiders drafting a kicker or, or, uh, or Al Davis drafting the fastest person in the draft in the first round or Jamarcus Russell, um, you know, uh, you know, in, 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 in the Bengals, I, I still think, I mean, if Joe Burrow is healthy, mm-hmm. um, and they can stay healthy, you know, that team is young. They're hungry. You know, it's just, they're in a tough ass division or, you know, no matter where they're with the Steelers, the Browns and the Ravens, like that's a heavy, heavy division. And they're going to be the runs in their God awful new uniforms. Again, Bengals, just stop with the stripes. Like, come on, reinvent yourself a little. Um, you know, getting more on, like I said, you're right. You, you, they need to get an offensive lineman. They need to get someone who can protect. protect that asset. I, yeah. I, like you said, I see on ESPN, they want a, a receiver. Jamar chase makes sense. Played with burrow in college that the, what they're going to have together as a tandem could be very special and last a very long time. But what's more important stats or wins wins probably come in the trenches like we mentioned during our super bowl podcast about how i thought tampa bay won in the trenches oh 100 i think that's i think that is more important but what do i know <laughs> again i'm just again just a just a couple dads being dudes on a podcast talking about god knows what but uh i i like the idea of a lineman protecting joe burrow i, I ex-quarterback here talking so that's would be my opinion. I, 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 he can throw to anybody. That's how talented he is. So I, I, I think you just got to keep him upright. So that, yeah. that, that's a unique pick that to me, that's another one that could go rogue. Yep. And then you're getting into Miami in the lions. Uh, and again, I think Miami is going to dra- trade out like they're there. I think they're amassing picks for like the next two years. I think this year they're going to try to win what they can. But again, I think they're going to try to, you know, trade out of that pick again to amass more first rounders. See, now I I see it here where if they, uh, this could be dumb, um, but if they traded with and they wouldn't because it's in, in in division, that would be a great pick for Patriots to move up, grab whatever quarterback they really want. Maybe it's steal Trey Lance, whatever it may be, right? Uh, and some other pick has to go down to Gilmore. Like that's like another, like send Gilmore type scenario. Cause the coach, um, what's his name down there? Our ex, our ex defensive coordinator. Oh, Flores Flores. 
might would love to bite on that. I don't know. Um, and they got rid of Fitzpatrick last year, so I don't know. Could be again. This is super off the top of my head, but uh, they dropped back and dropped like Najee Harris, which is the number one running back in the first round because that's pretty much what they need is a running back because the running backs they have are good. They're okay to good and they produce yards, but Najee Harris could. R- be a really good piece to that football team and still have a first round pick and steal the best running back in the first round. Yeah. But you're not stealing that. I mean, that guy's dropping all the way in the, in the twenties because nobody sees value in a running back anymore. So, uh, yeah, it's an offensive, it's an offensive first league nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all based on passing, right? You need a guy that's either going to rush block catch or throw. That's the first 20 picks. That's it. You're not drafting linebacker. I mean, I guess linebackers, they got to have a hell of a rush. You know, it's all based on those factors. I mean, running backs, sorry. (laughs) You guys, you're going to start seeing them drift farther and farther. I don't care how good you are. I mean, look at Saquon Barkley. What a shitty second round pick, second pick that was. Oh, yeah. No, that's. They're going to be running. I like the guy, but the guy can't stay. You know, you don't want to be a running back going to a shitty team. That's the problem. Do you get it? Like, that's why you don't draft one in the top 10. You're, you're a shitty team. All you guys in the top 10, look at you. Look at you. Look at it. Except San Francisco, because it was a trade. They're all shit. (laughs) They're all, they're not good teams. That's why they're there. Yeah. So that's why you got to be very careful and you know a lot of analysis has said and that's why it is a crapshoot you're you're a good player going to a shit team how are you going to survive in that that's why you see better successes from pick 15 on because they're actually going to a decent team that has is a piece or two away and if you get to rest a couple years or whatever if you're a quarterback like patrick mahomes or aaron Rodgers, you become superstars of this league because you're on a good team with a good foundation and you get to watch. That's why I feel like we're in a sweet spot to grab that type of guy. Yeah. Anyway. But you know, who knows because fucking this bell check and his dogs make the pick as we found out last year. Um, so uh, another interesting, so, some other interesting questions and spots that we have, you know, we have new England at 15. Um, so if, if the Patriots draft Justin Fields at 15, what who do you want their second draft pick to be? Do you want another offensive web piece? Do you want a lineman? Do you want some on the defense? You know, our punter really sucked last year, so maybe Jake we Billy have a better, was, it was a bit, Pro Bowl bit, punter. Maybe a better kicking game. Or I'm sorry, Folk, not punter, field goal kicker. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh no. Uh, no, no, no. We learned our lesson drafting a kicker last year, so we're all <laughs> we're all set no we we yeah we don't need to do any of that uh i guess second round yep and based on what i've been hearing i guess receiving core is still pretty deep when you get into that second round so maybe you're a receiver then a little bit later i don't, I don't know who's going to be on the board that late there's a guy that plays in um that i heard today uh kind of a this is this is so this would be so patriots and it'd be so awesome so we got a, there's this head case uh, out of Florida, who uh, I think his last name's Tony. Anyway, yeah. if he were to drop to the second round, he is he is considered a top ten talent at or top five receiving core guy in this draft. But he's no one really wants to take the gamble. So this could be Aaron Hernandez, part two, maybe. He had a great year last year. He was kept his nose clean and whatever, but like his history before that, not great from what I hear. And, uh, but he, he is a top five wide receiver. He's just falling left and right. So if he's, he's around the second round, I'd grab him. The number one receiver out in Florida. He, he caught balls by Trask. So, um, and it was funny cause all the NFL pros who I guess who've been watching film on other people like Trask, you know, this guy keeps popping up on all of the highlights and like, who the hell is this guy? And, you know, like that's how people just kind of fell off a lot of people's radars. And I think he's, he's a, 
he's one of those gamble talents that could be phenomenal. And a guy that you wouldn't want to pick at 15, you'd literally want to wait two or three. Well, and also too, the Patriots have been linked to Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Yeah. That's a name that, what is he? uh, Quarterback. Quarterback. Interesting. That like both, later, both, later, later on in the second. Him so and Trask are, two, are, are they're, they're both considered day two quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know either one specifically, right? Very much like I didn't know Garoppolo. I didn't know Stidham. So you're kind of hoping that Trask. I've heard the name for you know, on, on NFL Saturday, like ESPN Saturdays and stuff like, cause Florida is a premier program that you watch on TV a lot, but that's about it. So I guess Trask, I'd lean to him just because I know the name and I know the school. I know, you know, that's about it. All right. Yeah. For me, like I said, I mean, I, I, I want them, I want them to draft a quarterback. They need to draft the next guy in the next two days, you know, next two rounds, like they can't not go another draft without drafting a quarterback, you know, because my thing is the longer this goes on, the more you start turning into the dolphins after Marino. Mm -hmm. And I thought the Patriots were smarter than that. That you didn't go into this unknown territory and not having a success a, a successor or the the quarterback of the future. Well, and and I don't know. Are the stories from past stories like didn't Belichick say? I think we do have our path, and then it kind of you know Brady, Kraft, and Belichick all got in the way and there he goes there there goes garoppolo <laughs> so i i feel like there was one it just five years too early well and <laughs> especially know, like, and especially to a point where like it, and you hear the rumors and then the books and the wickersham stuff that brady went to craft's office after the 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 um eagle super bowl and was like i want out so I would think at that point in time, they would be like, all right, this needs to be a priority. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, uh, again, Monday morning quarterback or hindsight talk. It would have been nice that uh, because of Brady's contracts and how they all fell, like not, you know, not extending whatever and letting him leave or go out to that free agency market <laughs> wouldn't have been a, you know, a nice Brady goes in, Hey man, go trade me. You know, like I'm giving you that opportunity to try to make yourself a better gain. Another pick for me. Maybe it's a second round. Maybe it's a guy. I don't know. Two years ago, three years ago, whatever. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, like to me, that's like in hindsight, like you guys are a smarter organization and you couldn't, you couldn't make that happen. Cause of why, like who's, what are we trying I don't to know if it's pride. Is it like whatever? Because, you know, you're, you're now going into two off seasons of who's the quarterback of the Patriots. Yeah. And I guess we only say that because of what we saw last year. I mean, if he would have just sucked and they didn't even make the playoffs, well, I guess we're not, exactly. we're not like, singing that. We're not singing this tune. We're just like, all right, well, we're still stuck. Like we still don't have an exit plan. Right. Exactly. Like you said, you know, even if you were saying like, okay, the first year Brady's gone, you know, last season, well, you know, he, no one thought he was going to go to Tampa Bay. No one thought he was going to go leave the new England. Everybody thought he was going to stay in new England and just, you know, you know, go year to year until he hits whatever milestones he needs to hit. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden like you, well, I'm not coming back to New England. That was in March. So, okay. Well you had sit him right. and you brought back Hoyer. Okay, great you still had a decent shot at a quarterback that year in that draft to be like, who are you going to pick? And they picked who did they pick? Oh, the Nikhil Harry. No, that last, no, it was two years ago. Who did they draft last year? In the, no, no, they, they, they traded out. I fucking, they fucking traded out of the draft last year. Like, come on. Like, and then there was quarterbacks available that were decent quarterbacks. They're like, okay, well, you got a little polish him. 
nothing. Then, you know, then you sign Cam in July. Then we saw the Cam experience. So, you know, and then, you know, now you're coming back with legitimately the same quarterback room for the second year. I have no faith that they're drafting a quarterback. Like, is next year we're going to be sitting here in the exact same spot being like, who's the Patriots going to have a quarterback on week one against Bob? Like, you know, who's who, like, you know, and that just shows there is no plan. And that's worrisome as a Patriots fan, because we've seen teams with no plans at quarterbacks after a legend leaves, what can happen? Mm-hmm. I guess the other thing too, is like, here we are looking at the lens of our team, the Patriots, and we hear the talk of the Patriots and the downtroddenness or, and Brady's success. But again, NFL drafts, all drafts are all crapshoots. It is what it is. 50% or less hit. It's not a perfect science. These guys aren't perfect. They think they are, but they're not. You, Everyone gets to see it. This is actually a thing where you actually get to see and judge for yourself and really see guys that make the team, not make the team, really stink out there or whatever. Like, what were they thinking? But again, we're looking at the lens of just the Patriots. But guess what? If you looked at any other club, it's the same shit. That's why it's like, it doesn't really mean like we we've said it. We're everyone's weathermen right now. Doesn't really doesn't really matter. And you're 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 hindsighting all these picks. Of course you can analyze what's shit and what's not, but you can't do it for the future. And that's 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 why it's like I I, I don't know. We don't have a plan, but it's like maybe there is. And then we you know and that's 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 the Belichick's mo. Um, I'd just like to think that based on what he did for the agency. And, and how he made some move, like overpaid a lot because he could because of what he did. He kept that money last year so that he could put himself in a position this year and actually went out and overpaid and got the guys that he thought, you know, I think we need until we actually get to see the product of the field. It seems like he's been very uncharacteristic in a good way. Can he parlay this now into the draft? And that's where I say move up, grab Trey Lance, grab the QB of the future. You have cam. It's okay. It doesn't need to be week one, but at least we have a path and I would be a hundred percent on board and super excited. And that is why I'm going to watch the draft specifically up to about 15. Then after that, it's off. I don't, I don't care. I'm so happy that I don't have to watch all the way to 30. And that's, you know, what? that's a good place to be, my friend, because guess what? I used to watch all the way to 30 and it just was to just see like, them draft out of the first round or no, I saw Sony Michelle. I saw Nikhil Hare. I saw all these goddamn picks. Like I saw what he did in the, and it was just like, oh, okay. All right. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I'm like, sure, whatever. You know, I'm looking at the, that, that's the other thing too, about this uh, draft scenario. If, if anyone's watched it, <laughs> they draft a guy, you don't know who they are. Then they show all these highlights. The best ones are the linemen. Cause it's just like, Oh wow. Look at that technique. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just like, put you your know, arms or, up. You see them like scuttle backwards or a running back. And they're running against like FIU or something like that. You're just like, Oh wow. Yeah, that they're, yeah, they're great, running against UMass. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's so fun. Watch that. If you're going to have fun during this draft, go ahead and watch the highlights, really pick them apart, see who they're actually playing against. <laughs> well, the cool thing about that's the best. Well, the cool thing about doing the show now is we have breaking news in the show. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the the Panthers have traded QB Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a six-round draft pick. Panthers are paying Bridgewater $7 million of his $10 million contract, and the Broncos are picking up the remaining three. Per Denver, per a source for Denver, the trade does not take Denver out of the QB market for Thursday night or for tomorrow night slash tonight. Wow, so all they had to do was trade a sixth rounder for Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, would you want Teddy Bridgewater or Cam Newton? The money's the same. He's, they're both getting paid $3 million. Uh, I think I'd go Bridgewater. I think I would, I think I would say that. Okay. I um, that, that, I mean, that just broke. Like, that's, that's impressive. I think the durability a would Bridgewater. scare the hell out of me. Well, I, you're going well, to see a lot of Stidham. You're going to see a lot of Stidham if you get Bridgewater. But no. But as far right. as age, I'm looking at age and money and and his backup ability. I, I'm not looking at him as being a, as a starter. I'd rather have Cam. Chetty Bridgewater is not a starting QB anymore. 
Okay. He's a great backup. I'm he's hey, an insurance. And that makes sense if he starts for Denver. So what's where's Drew Locke in all this? Is he just an uh, he's selling insurance? Now, how much? Well, now with this is what I don't understand. So Locke must be on some kind of trade block. I think the whole you have, quarterback you have Teddy run. Locke and a and a rookie QB coming in. That sounds off. Denver, what the hell? Are you, Elway, get stop stop collecting QBs. You numb nuts. There we go. QB depth chart. Let's see. That's QB true. depth chart is. Drew Locke uh-huh. is number one. And then Brent Ripton got his rookie Rip, card. Ripkin, you mean? Like Rip, his dad? Rip, yeah. Ripin. R-Y-P-I-E-N. Oh, okay. And then you have Jeff Driscoll as your third string quarterback. Yeah, those guys are cut. Yeah, like, totally. Those guys are I, gone. I, I, think, I, I think the whole quarterback room just got... COVID. By... <laughs> Remember that game when the whole QB room got COVID and they had to start a receiver Yep, as QB anyway. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. So if you have drew lock, man, you only what put two years into that guy and now he's shit. Like, oh, they they wanted to trade him. They wanted to get a replacement from last year. Like, you know, they wanted to move on from drew lock the year they drafted him. It felt like, so they're, oh. they're, they're, they're probably going to dangle him or keep him as a third stringer. No, I would think I, 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 well, who knows? This might be a good quarterback competition. The Washington training camp, drew lock, Teddy Bridgewater, and the new quarterbacks are going to draft. I mean, I just think with this, this might be more incentive for someone to trade them for the ninth pick. Like it could be like, no, we already have kind of somebody we might want to draft back in the second round, you know, because there's some quarterbacks there that might be Mm -hmm. interested. So if you want Trey Lance, this is your opportunity. Like, you know, it could be one of those, like, Hey, now, you know, to, I'll do New England because I think New England's the last one in the I first think that, round. I think this is set up for us to have a talk and be like, New England, get on the phone. Give me a call. Give me just ring a ling ling. Just give me a call. Like I don't we don't need we really don't need to draft someone at, at nine right now, but you know, we you you might need to draft someone at nine. So get pick up the phone, give us a little little jingle. Like I said, it's not gonna be a high cost for the pick. We'll just swap picks and we'll we'll go on our, our merry way if you want Trey Lance and we'll see what happens. Like I can see that happen, but I can see Bill being like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't like John Elway. I don't like John Elway. <laughs> I could see it happening. I think that's probably what everyone's talking about right now. If you go on your Felger and Mass show, yep, it's on right now. James, mm-hmm. I know you're chomping at the bit. I listened to it the next day. I listened to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure this is exactly what they're doing. Oh, you just got this news. Wouldn't that be great if we traded for that and got Trey Lance? I'm like, this sounds great. You know, no, like, they're probably I think they're, this... they're probably talking about um the Patriots win, uh the Celtics losing and the Bruins winning. Or the yeah, Bruins win, Red Sox win, and the Celtics lose loss. That's probably what they're talking about. Right up you think right at the top of the show? They're not talking draft well, I guess draft talk would be more tomorrow. No, the, the, they'll probably do some draft talk. Who knows? Like I don't know, I'm not listening to the show, but I'd figure all three three of the four major sports teams played yesterday and two of the three won. So they, they, they might take a break from the draft talk as I've been talking about it for like the last two days. So, oh, okay. And talk. And here we are talking much. about it. We're taking a break from all, all other, all other sports. So with that guys, this wraps up another fantastic episode of it's go time with Jay and James, a show that will go down as just fodder at the end of the day, because God forbid Friday morning, if you listen to this show, we're either stupidly wrong or luck, luckily right on all our talk. So, uh, with that, Jay, what, who, who did you have to drink this morning? What brand of coffee did you have this morning to drink? Deadly grounds, my friend, deadly grounds. You know, I got a, uh, Chemex pour over. So I'm starting to put my, uh, so now I got to next time I order on getdeadly.com. I got to get, make sure I get the beans, the whole beans. Cause I got a grinder at home. So, cause I need an extra. Ooh, there you go. I need to get well, an extra course for my pour over my Chemex. Yeah. Well, high class over here. You are high class. All right. So with conventions starting to slowly reopen last weekend, they actually were at a convention, an outdoor horror convention in Pennsylvania. So they were up out there selling oh, cool. 
their wares. So again, the, you know, everybody's starting to really slowly come out of this uh, fantastic time we've been part of, uh, but definitely go to dead, get deadly.com, get deadly.com or deadlygroundscoffee.com for all your coffee needs. Again, any orders over $50 or more are um, there is free shipping and they're out of new in they're out of uh, Connecticut. So they are a local yeah. small business. So we definitely should support them. They got some awesome flavors. Uh, and like Jay said, nothing, nothing starts the day with a little cup of deadly grounds. So with that, uh, Jay, um, where, where's a good place for people to listen to some podcasts? Uh, well, I listen all mine on Spotify and Apple, Apple, uh, podcasts. Uh, but I know the Google, what else we what? got? What what website should they? Oh, go what to website? For... What network? What platform? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was just telling everyone where they can listen to us. <laughs> but if you really if you really want to get into other shows, not only our awesome show, you got to get on the Dorkening Network, which we're we're attached to everywhere. It, you know, if you watch our links, it's we're always attaching them. You always click on the link, and uh, I'll take you take you to the platform. There you go. So go to, to go to the dorkening.com for all your podcast needs over 30 shows on the network, including it's go time with Jay and James, the loudest sports show ever, which is coming back. Uh, Jay, uh, I talked to Patrick about that on Monday. He had a little, he's a little bit under the weather, uh, throw down Thursday, the dorkening podcast itself, super retro throwback reviews, um, and numerous shows like that. Uh, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful week, stay safe, be smart, get vaccinated. And with that, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Peace.